0: Welcome to the Mystic Access Podcast, where the magic is in learning.
1: Hello everybody and welcome to this episode of the Mystic Access Podcast. She's Kim. He's Chris. And we have some stuff to talk about this week. The first thing we're going to talk about is our previous episode of the podcast which dealt with straight talk there was something that kim wanted to show us
2: yeah i made a mistake i forgot something totally cool that i was going to show you about straight talk and i think this is probably the case with others as well but there's a cool app you can download for straight talk either for ios or android and this app will allow you to see a lot of information about your account so i want to show you how that works so here i am on the app
3: my account Swipe up with three fingers to close the app. Actions available.
2: And I'm in my app switcher. And it's just called My Account when you download it. You will look it up by looking up Straight Talk.
3: My... Menu. Current plan. Button. Show plan details. That
2: is your show plan details button. We're not actually at the top of the screen. I want to get back to the top of the screen. So I'm going to tap four fingers on the screen.
3: My rewards. Button. Menu.
2: Button. And I did that twice because the first time it took me to the bottom of the screen. So here's Menu
3: menu button
2: then we have
3: my account summary heading
2: my account summary and that's a heading
3: support chat button
2: you can chat with support chat and it says live chat
3: 1400 rewards points
2: that's my rewards points balance chem 7 i have an iphone 7 and so i call it chem 7 very original and it gives my phone number
3: button mark has favorite
2: this is Marcus' favorite. I'm not entirely sure what I'm marking as a favorite here unless I'm marking my phone number as a favorite. I don't really understand this.
1: You can have multiple phone numbers on your account.
2: Oh, that makes sense. So if I mark it as a favorite, maybe I can access it easier or something. I'm not real sure.
1: Probably come up near the top.
3: Button. Edit auto pay enrollment.
2: Oops, and somehow I've I've moved away and I don't know where I am a little bit. Sometimes the focus is a little strange.
3: Auto pay enrollment, button, current plan. Tab to add reminder to calendar for the date.
2: I'm going to go back to the top because I'm, eight, I've to am kind of my bounced rewards. away here.
3: TFW. Net menu. Button.
2: And for whatever reason, I was not going to the top of the screen, so I had to kind of tap in the top left corner.
3: Menu. Button. My Account Summary. Support Dike Chat. 1,400 Rewards Point. Kim7. Button. Mark favorite. Service and date. Tab to add reminder to calendar for the date. 08-10-2019.
2: We're out some of these pauses and things, but I'm just moving through here. And that's my service end date. So you have to swipe again to the right to see your service end date.
3: Current plan button. Show plan details.
2: There's your show plan details button.
3: Auto pay enrollment button. Edit auto pay enrollment. You can edit your auto pay. Service end date. Tab to add reminder to calendar for the date. 0 2019
2: That's my service end date, but I'm in auto-enroll, so I don't have to worry about that. Current plan. And I think it's moving you, because you see I'm back to current plan, so I'm just going to flick right.
3: Button. Auto-pay enrollment. Button. Service end date. tap Current plan.
2: And this seems to be all that's here. If you go to the bottom.
3: Data, data summary. High-speed data usage vertical line. 31.19 megabytes used as of 7.51 a.m. expires on 8 10 2019 2.97 gigabytes balance.
2: And I just kind of tapped right above where the home button is, or where your home button would be if you have one, and I got that about my data usage.
3: Rewards details.
2: Here's my rewards details.
3: My rewards button.
2: I can go in here to find out more about my rewards.
3: Rewards details. Data summary. Device options.
2: I flicked left, and there's device options
3: button edit auto pay enrollment
2: and then if I flick left again I'm back to auto pay enrollment
3: service and date data summary device options device options if you click account on summary back
2: button device options you go to a different screen
3: select new plan heading
2: and you can actually select the new plan from
3: here support like chat button Kim seven 1360 rewards points available
2: I can see my rewards points
3: international long distance s c r arrow down eighteen by eighteen white button
2: I think there you can actually maybe add international long distance
3: Monthly service plans
2: and here are your monthly service plans
3: s c r arrow down eighteen by eighteen white button
2: so you can see those
3: extended service plans
2: then you have extended service plans
3: s c r arrow down eighteen by eighteen white button data add- on he- s c r arrow down eighteen by eighteen white button and this data add on data. data add-on heading is a
2: heading? and that's what's on that screen so you can really find out a lot of information using this little app
3: my account summary back button
2: i'm gonna back out of here
3: device options
2: so that just gives you an idea of what is in this app it's pretty similar on android i haven't actually tried playing with it a great deal yet but It seems to be very similar. You can really find out a lot of good information about your plan, and it seems that you can actually do things to your plan as well, utilizing the app, make modifications and things. If you want to use this as kind of an adjunct to the star codes, or if you like it better than using the star codes that we talked about in the last podcast, then that's an option for you. I'm guessing some of these other services that use the big forest towers I think those services many of them may have apps as well I think track phone has an app I know it does for Android and that's one I haven't used for iOS and I remember it being fairly usable so you're able to find out some information I was always able to see my minutes and my data usage and things like that or at least how much data I had left so that was very useful some things I couldn't really use very well but I was also using it on an older Android system so sometimes that's something to keep in mind too, particularly with Android. Make sure you're using an up-to-date system if you can because that way you'll know that you're getting the best bang for your buck in terms of your app accessibility. So that was just something I wanted to show you. So some of these other services like your Red Pockets and Total Wirelesses of the world and track phones will allow you to have apps like this as well that will show you Kind of a summary of your account and your data usage and your minutes and things like that, and maybe even allow you to modify some things. So th- I just wanted to add that as an adjunct to what we talked about last week with Straight Talk.
1: One thing that I noticed too when I was playing with the Android version of this app, for whatever reason, it didn't make me sign in. It must have gotten enough information from the phone number or whatever because I don't remember having to sign in with the username and password. It
2: just I didn't either. I think it kind of latches onto your phone. So you were playing with it for Android and I was playing with it for iOS. Did you see a lot of differences in what I showed?
1: No. That's
2: what I thought. I thought it was kind of a very similar experience to what you'll see. So it is very accessible. Actually they did a good job with it. It's quite good. But at least we have some cheaper and still very accessible and usable phone plan options available for our cell phones that are not strictly from the big plans and so they don't cost a fortune so i think it can be very very nice
1: another thing i did want to mention regarding the phones is if you buy your own phone you want to make sure that it is either an unlocked phone or a phone that supports straight talk or the carrier that you want to work with so if you want to work with verizon you want to make sure that you get a verizon phone or that it is can't compatible with straight talk And I know Stray Talk does also sell phones, so if you are unsure and you didn't want to go with Stray Talk, you just get a phone from them and everybody's happy. I know that on the last podcast they were talking about getting a good price on an iPhone 6S.
2: The other thing about that is, I think there are websites that you can go to. I know Phone Arena will probably be one that will work, that will allow you to kind of find out if a phone and a carrier are compatible with one another. That could be a way to look, too. I believe even that Straight Talk has a star code that we saw last time that will show you. Correct. Which is nice. So that's kind of where we are in terms of phones and Straight Talk, but we did want to add this little addendum because I forgot to show you the app, and I wanted to. So I hope you enjoy that little extra goodie in terms of Straight Talk and phone services. As we mentioned that app is available for ios and android and we're going to turn to android for the rest of this episode because we have some things to share with you one of them is a demonstration one of them is some information about an upcoming class that we are very excited about and it's been in the works for quite a while and for those of you who came to our free july class you already know about it we are going to be holding a five-week class called "Acquainting yourself with android getting started with an android device. And that's essentially what this class is going to be about. If you came to our preview class, you kind of got some ideas. If you didn't, we're going to have that up. I don't know if it'll be out by the time this podcast comes out, probably not, but very soon afterwards, we're going to do our best to have that class available for you in our free downloads section of the site. So you can visit mysticaccess.com/free-downloads and you can find it. And our class was all about Comparing iOS and Android. What are the differences? What are the similarities? What do you need to know? That was kind of a precursor to this class because for a while people have asked us, What do you think about Android? What do you think about its accessibility? And Chris and I are both people who kind of like to have our toes in both worlds. <laughs> and so it has been fun to kind of think about and talk about the differences and the similarities between the two. And now that we've done that, we want to focus pretty extensively on Android for a little while and talk about what you need to know, what you need to do, and what you need to be aware of when purchasing and beginning to utilize an Android device, particularly if you're a beginner or you don't feel very confident in your usage of Android. What would you say to somebody who is kind of looking at, say, a new phone or a new tablet or something and they're considering either the Switch or maybe they're brand new to this whole touchscreen world and they are thinking about Android?
1: I would probably say depending on what you want to do may depend on which operating system that you are going to work with. A lot of things about Android is that it's very, very customizable. It's very, very configurable. And you can get lost in all these different kinds of settings and changes and things that you can make with said device. And also one thing you want to keep in mind too Is possibly your friends or your family members that might have said devices so if a lot of your family members are Android users you can actually get support from those family members or friends as well same with iOS you can get support from your iOS friends and family as well
2: you can or if you're thinking pretty seriously about maybe I really want to consider Android you might want to come to our class and it's beginning august 15th that is a thursday because we tend to like to hold classes on thursdays around here so we will be holding that on the 15th that will be the start date for it It will run for five weeks, but there will be a week off of class where we'll be holding our free August class. So that's just something to note. And by that point, y'all may want a week off because we're going to be covering pretty extensive amounts of material in this course. So Chris was talking about how you can get support from your family and friends who own an Android device already. Certainly you can do that. Or you can come to our class or you can do a mixture of both because we're going to focus very extensively on demoing how these things work and what it's like to play with a new Android device and work with it and configure it to look the way you want. And speaking of all that customization and configuration, we're going to spend almost an entire week specifically on settings. Because, as Chris said, there is so much. There's a lot that you can kind of tailor, and there's a lot that you may just end up wanting to leave alone, and that's great too. There is a very wide world open in terms of Android and what you can do with it, and it's become quite exciting. As many of you may know, the Touch and Touch Plus were Android based. The Hem's Polaris notetakers are Android based. The B2G from MVP is android based so a lot of the braille tablets or braille note takers that we are currently using are based on android as well so if you have one of those you may find this class interesting in that we will be talking about a lot of the things you can do with android so it's a little different it's a little bit of a different thing but it can kind of give you an idea of how some android things may work on your tablets or if you're considering such a device We're going to have a lot of fun. It's going to be jam-packed. I just want to give you a little bit of an idea of what we're going to be talking about in this class. As we said, it's a five-week class and it's $49 to join us and you will receive recordings of all classes that you join. We try to keep things very, very affordable here at Mystic Access because we want this to be available to as many of you as possible. And this is a pretty ridiculous price for all the material that you are going to get in these classes, so we definitely hope you'll consider joining us. And the class will run between August 15th and September 19th because, again, we have that week off for the free class in August. So we're going to have a lot of fun. In the first week, we're going to begin by talking about considerations. For choosing your Android device so if you're brand brand new what do you want to consider what do you want to think about when you are choosing that first device or that new device that you want to then utilize then the next part of the class is going to focus on it's here now what is kind of the section for the next part of week one and we're going to talk about what's in the box we're going to talk about orientation we're going to talk about some basic navigation We're going to talk about getting started with your very first setup and exploring the home screens. Week two, along with a few other items, is going to be our deep dive into settings week. So, you've set everything up, what happens next? And we're going to specifically focus on that configuration aspect. How can you customize this to act the way you want? What's nice about a lot of the settings is once you touch them and you have them the way you want them, especially if you're doing a one person phone or tablet then they're the way you want them, and you don't have to go and mess with them very often at all. So that's kind of a nice thing if you want to get this and then use the recordings to follow along in setting up your first device. In week three, we're going to talk about placing calls, sending texts, modifying your contacts, adding contacts, information like that. We're going to talk about using the Google Assistant, which will be lots of fun. And then we're going to talk about exploring apps, and this week we're going to focus on the native apps, or some of the native apps that may be available to you pre-installed, and that's why I call them native apps, and this is opposed to third-party apps that you will be installing yourself. We're also going to talk about file management in week three, so there's some interesting things you can do in terms of file management that you cannot really do very easily with iOS, so that'll be kind of fun to explore. In week four, we're going to play in the Play Store. (laughs) We're going to talk about some apps that you can download. We're going to talk about some specific blindness-related third-party apps that you can download and utilize. We'll show you how those work. We're going to talk about Android launchers, and we're going to talk about third-party voices that you can install as well. So if you're not happy with Google Text-to-Speech, and you're going to hear it in a minute, (laughs) then we're going to talk about third-party voices and ways you can find them and install them through the Play Store. In week five, which is our final week of class, we have a few things we're going to discuss. We're going to talk specifically about BrailleBack and how that works in terms of the Android devices. We're going to talk about using peripherals with your devices, using your Android device as an external drive, troubleshooting tips, and we're going to leave plenty of time for questions. So that's going to be where you can ask a lot of those last-minute questions that you have about getting an Android device or using it or downloading apps, etc. While there will be Q&A time set aside at the end of each class, we want to really make week five pretty largely about making sure that you have your questions answered. For those of you who have come to our classes in the past, you will know that we really pride ourselves on making sure that we're available to our class participants. So if you have questions as we go through this class, keep them ready for either that upcoming week of class or particularly for the last week of class because we will be happy to answer those for you to the best of our ability and demonstrate if need be to show you the answer to that question. So it's going to be fun. I'm kind of looking forward to showing you Android. We've been in iOS land for a while and I'm really looking forward to jumping into Android and talking more specifically about how it's going to work. So there will be a link in the show notes. You can visit the website. And type in Android, you'll find the class that way as well. As I said, it's $49. You will receive registration details immediately upon registration for the class. And we will look forward to seeing you for the first class on August 15th. And you will receive as part of the class our comparison between iOS and Android as a bonus to that class. So it's kind of our little preview class. And we'll give you some tips that will also assist you in getting started. So that'll be a part of it, too. And we're really looking forward to sharing this info with you.
1: We forgot to mention, too, that if you would like to register for this class and you are not available, the class will be recorded. So each class session will be recorded and you will receive the audio for the class.
2: I think I did mention that, actually. But if I didn't, I apologize. But, yes, absolutely, you can receive recordings and will receive recordings of all class info so definitely definitely we want to make sure that no matter what you're doing in August and September on Thursday nights that you will be able to access very quickly after the class the information that we covered in that class so yes that's a big deal and so if you have a conflict and you still want to attend come and register because you will receive all the information
1: So now we're going to do a little demonstration of Android and we're going to, it's not going to really be a deep dive, but it's going to talk about the Nearby Explorer Online app. Now before
2: we jump into this, can you talk a little bit about what's going on with Nearby Explorer right now so that people will kind of understand where we are and what's happening here? Because this is a navigation app, it's a GPS app.
1: For quite some years, American Printing House has offered Nearby Explorer, which was an app that you would pay for. And it was anywhere between $79 and $99. And this is an app that had onboard maps from NavTech. And they also offered a version called Nearby Explorer Online. And this uses OSM maps. OpenStreetMaps. The advantage to the online version was that it was worldwide. The disadvantage to the paid version is it was North America. So that's all they had maps for was North America. It is my understanding, and I'm prefacing this by it is my understanding because I'm on the Nearby Explorer mailing list, that they will be discontinuing the paid version of Nearby Explorer and in favor of the online version, the online version does not have all of the feature set currently that the paid version has. For example, there is no turn-by-turn route guidance within the online app. That is something that they are going to address before they basically discontinue the Nearby Explorer. The online version, Nearby Explorer Online, is going to be eventually renamed to Nearby Explorer. So they're gonna get rid of the whole online aspect of it. And what it will currently do is it will download the OSM maps to your device. So you won't need a cellular connection or a data connection to download the maps. Kind of like how they are currently with the Navtech maps, you can download them before you go out. And if you lose your cellular connection while you're following a route with the uh, paid version, you are fine. You still have access to the maps because they're on your device. And that's currently actually how the online version works. It still downloads the maps, but the feature set just isn't quite there just yet.
2: So the advantage of this OSM maps is that you don't have to update them. Is that how that works or? You don't there's have to. to be more...
1: Yes, you don't have to wait for APH to update them mm-hmm. because they're they're kind of like a um, crowdsourced mm-hmm. maps. So let's say a new city or a city, not a new city, but let's say <laughs> let's say in your neighborhood there's a new street, and it'll be faster for the OSM maps to be updated, hopefully, than it would be for you to wait for Navtech to update the maps and then APH to get those updated maps from Navtech and then do whatever they have to do. So, so let's
2: say there's a Thai restaurant that comes to my city, right? I live in a pretty metro area, which I don't, but if I did, <laughs> there's a Thai restaurant that comes to my city as Joshmo Schmo user. Can I go in and update that somehow? Is there a way that I can put that in? Or That is I just my,
1: going? that is my understanding. Yes. Okay. They were talking about on the list and there's been a whole flood of emails on the list. And, you know, they were saying that a person can update stuff and send it up. So it has advantages and disadvantages. I know with Foursquare, I've seen some pretty interesting points of interest with Foursquare where people have put in Betty's place or John's bedroom and stuff <laughs> like that. Yeah, it was.
2: wow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: Okay, (laughs) y'all, that's different.
1: When we're not recording, I'll tell you about one I saw around here.
2: (laughs) I'm already scared. Okay. Well, we have found our show title, and we have amused you, hopefully, or appalled you, one or the other, through the course of this little conversation. Now, do you find that, going back to that in, in all seriousness, though, for a moment, do you find that in Foursquare to be an advantage where people can do stuff like that? I mean, do you find some of those POIs to be useful, helpful, relevant?
1: Yes, because you can put You know, you can actually put in, like, the swing set to a park, a merry ground. Let's say that you're in a park. You can actually mark the swing set or mark things that aren't going to move and share them with the rest of the world.
2: So if you have a park with a duck pond in it, you can put a thing on the duck pond so people will know where it is. Right. So this is an app as it currently stands, or either way, whether you have the paid one or this online version you have to go to the Play Store and download it. Correct. It's not going to show up on your tablet. It's not going to just be there for you to open and find. You need to go to the Play Store and get it. Obviously, Chris has already done that, so we won't be showing you that aspect. So come to class if you would like to see it live. We'll be downloading lots of apps, we promise.
0: Enter selected pin area, oh. edit box. And pin what phone are you using? A Moto X4.
2: That's what I have too. And we bought those for work a while back and have really enjoyed them. It's so nice to have a speedy, fast little Android. Screen market. off because it runs
0: by Yes it does. Device on home button. Moto app launcher.
1: So I'm gonna go to the screen where my nearby explorer online is installed.
0: Home screen two of home screen three of three. Nearby Explorer online. And actions, shortcuts and notifications, remove, uninstall, move item, double tap to activate, double tap and hold to long press.
1: So I'm going to double tap and that's going to open Nearby Explorer Online.
0: Nearby Explorer Online, more options, button, double tap to activate, double tap and hold to long press.
1: So now you've got more actions. This is a not button. Checked. What you're on is a screen full of buttons and checkboxes. So I'm just gonna flick through and see what we have.
0: Nearby Explorer online. More options button. Pause button. You can
1: pause the GPS so you don't get any notifications. I'm actually gonna do that. Because I don't want Nearby Explorer to start shouting out stuff when I'm trying to talk. So I'm gonna flick to the right.
0: GeoBeam off button.
1: So this is a GeoBeam and what this does is you can hold your phone horizontally and point it towards a point of interest or point it around and it will tell you what points of interest are in front of you
2: so if i hear my ducks quacking in that park i can point kind of in that direction and it might tell me the duck ponds there
1: yes compass off button same
0: with the compass radius down button this double tap to activate double tap and hold to long press
1: is when you're doing a point of interest search you can tell it the distance that you want to search out for points of interest
0: radius up button what's the difference level in button disabled radius because
1: down you're you're increasing or decreasing the radius.
0: Oh, okay. That makes sense. Level. Button disabled.
1: Not sure what that is, but it is disabled. Yeah.
0: Update map button. So here's Double how... tap to activate, double tap, and hold to long press. You can
1: wave your hand across the proximity sensor, and TalkBack will stop speaking. So if you want to skip those hints, you can do that. You can double tap on this update map button, and this will download the latest map update. So if you're not sure, you can just go...
0: New York downloading.
1: So it's now downloading the map.
0: Settings, button. So there's double settings. Double tap to activate, double tap and hold to long press.
1: We can get back into this for a second, but I just want to show you the rest of the screen.
0: Country, United States, not checked checkbox, list: 20 items.
1: We're in a list of checkboxes, and it's a country checkbox unchecked. So if the country changes under you, so you go to a different country, you might want to turn this on. So what it's going to do is it's going to tell you when the country or when the item changes so sometimes it might be too much verbiage sometimes it might be like when your country changes unless you're on the border it's not going to be changing constantly
2: so wait a second explain this to me so if i go to australia Mm -hmm. do i need to go in and check the button for australia in that list or is it going to do it for me i'm a little confused
1: it's just announcements
2: Oh, it's checkbox, so I assumed I was supposed to check.
1: If you want to hear the item changing under you when you're moving, then yes, you turn it on. If you don't, like let's say zip code, I don't care when I enter a new zip code, so I can turn that off. Or maybe I do care if I enter a new zip code, so I can turn that on.
2: So there's more in that list than just country, in other words. Yes, yes. Okay, that's what I wasn't understanding. Show me what else is in this, this list of stuff. I mean, I know there's a bunch of things, but give me a, an idea of what else is in there.
0: County, Erie County, ch- state, country, setting, country, so we got United, country, state, New York, state, York county, Erie, county, city, and city. more, zip code, heading, checked, checkbox. Heading?
1: Yes, north, south, east, and oh, west. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> so it will tell you, you know, when your heading changes, uh-huh. which is kind of cool.
0: Yeah. Street number 340. Not checked.
1: It'll tell you when your street number changes, and by default, that's off because that would would be obnoxious, (laughs) yes. But it's also telling you the current whatever is on this checkbox. So, for example, it says street number, and then it'll say 123, whatever your address is.
0: Street name. Not checked.
1: It's going to do the same thing for street name.
0: Approaching not checked checkbox. Nearby, not checked, checkbox. So, so I've approaching. got... Double it tap to activate double tap yes. and hold to long press. It yes. Or
1: all yes. Of it? All of it. I have it turned off. And the reason I have it turned off is because when I'm in a vehicle and it's announcing points of interest, it won't shut up. Gotcha. For me, at least, when I'm traveling in a vehicle, streets are more important to me than points of interest. Because if I'm on a bus, I want to know that I'm coming up to Main Street, 1st Street, 2nd Street, 3rd Street, what have you because you're traveling at such a speed, the points of interest will just bog you down, especially if you're trying to know when you hit your bus stop.
2: Is there a way to distinguish if it's a pedestrian route or a vehicular route so it will know? I mean, can you?
1: It's, it has nothing to do with pedestrian okay. or vehicle routes. Nearby Explorer Online doesn't do route following, doesn't create oh, a Oh, that's route. right.
2: You mentioned but that. okay.
1: If you have a pedestrian route or a vehicle route, really the differences between those types of routes is that the vehicle route obeys the laws of the road where a pedestrian route won't. So for example, on a pedestrian route, you can go the opposite way on a one-way street where if you are following a vehicle route, it will not take you down that opposite way because it's not supposed to because it's marked as a one-way street. Let's check. just see a couple of other things.
0: Blind description, checked, checked. Des- nearby position, 90 yards north, not checked, checkbox.
1: So we're going to flick through, and we're just going to go faster through some of this list, but these are just toggles, really. If you want to hear it, you turn it on. If you don't want to hear it, you turn it off.
0: Device unlocked, 8.28 a.m. Description, checked, check. Blind description, checked, checked. Watch, not checked, checkbox, disabled. Speed, 0.0 miles per hour, not latitude, and longitude, altitude, accuracy, not checked, checkbox. Show, hide items, 19 out of 19.
1: That last item that we heard, which was show or hide, if you don't want this stuff on the screen, you don't care about latitude and longitude, you can go in and turn those off so you don't even have to see them in the list. Now, Let's go into settings real quick just to give you an idea.
2: What does accuracy mean?
1: Accuracy is how accurate your GPS is. So for example, if your GPS is three meter accuracy, that would be a nine foot accuracy. So your accuracy is how good your connection to the satellites are. If you have 25 meter accuracy, you don't want to trust it as much as say a three meter accuracy. Think of yourself in a bubble. Mm-hmm. So you're somewhere within that bubble. You have either a three meter accuracy or you have a 25 meter accuracy. So your 25 meter accuracy is gonna be a bigger bubble that you're yeah. within. So that's kind of how that works. It's, you're, the smaller the accuracy, the more reliable or more trustworthy your position is.
0: Mm-hmm. That makes sense.
1: At the bottom of the screen we have buttons.
0: Search button out of list.
1: That's how you search for points. Double tap
0: tap favorites button. Transit button disabled.
1: So you have favorites and you have transit stops. So you can actually download transit stops. You'll be told when the buses arrive, where they are. You know, not the physical buses, but what time the schedule is.
2: Sure, sure. Now I assume favorites is like favorite POIs or
1: favorite addresses, favorite places you want to go, what have you. However, you want to get back to. Let's say you go to a friend's house all the time. Instead of searching for their address all the time, you'd put them into favorites.
0: Nice. More op- more options. Pop up window. Search in list eleven items.
1: So I double just double tap
0: to activate.
1: Went into more options, and we're going to take a little peek and see what we have here.
0: Favorites. Transit. Get transit stops by Move It. Settings. What's new? Help. Send feedback. Rate this app. About. Take indoor explorer survey. About. Rate. Send. Help. What's new? Settings. I'm going to go into Double settings. Tap to activate. Really, really quickly. Settings. Address provider, Google, in list 14 items. Double. Search provider, Google. Include street address and nearby place, not checked, checkbox.
1: I like that. And what that means, if you do a point of interest search, it's going to give you the address of the place.
0: Choose synthesizer. Double tap to activate.
1: Choose your voice.
0: Allow indoor support, checked, checkbox. Shake to repeat, not checked, checkbox. Set shake sensitivity, 60% disabled. Use metric measurements, not checked, checkbox. Use feet instead of yards, not checked, checkbox. Round distances for easy listening, checked checkbox. Allow vibrator for haptic feedback, checked checkbox. Use old style orientation sensor, not checked checkbox. Send usage data to APH, checked checkbox. Open street map manager, double tap to activate.
1: That's how you can manage your open street maps. So that's kind of what settings looks like, and the synthesizer that you are going to use will depend on what you wanna hear, the announcements that it spits out. So it's gonna be working in the background for you. Let's say you're on the bus and you lock your phone, but you have a Bluetooth headset or something on. It's gonna use that voice. I sometimes, or most of the time, will change that voice to something other than Google TTS, and then I'll speed it up so you can have different speech rates and stuff like that. This way it's gonna be pointing out points of interest in streets faster.
2: I think a lot of times you use a Seraproc British female voice, don't you, to have that kind of be a distinctive voice, so you'll know it's your. Yes. GPS? Yes. What does the haptic feedback do in this it,
1: app? It vibrates.
2: Well, I figured that out. <laughs> what? When does it vibrate?
1: When you get your turns and stuff, but again, oh, nice. it doesn't doesn't have turn by turn in this particular version. But it will.
2: So if you're if you're about to come to a new street or something, it might vibrate. Or yes. That's cool.
1: So that's a little overwhelming little tour of uh, nearby Explorer. And again, it would, a lot of it would make more sense to you if you were playing with it in a outdoor type of situation.
2: But it gives some ideas about configuring it and making it work. And we might make Chris take a walk when we record the class about the native apps for Android. And so he can kind of show us (laughs) what that's like if you want to come to class. Hang out. See, I just gave him a chore to do for class. <laughs> but, uh, it's fun to see how some of these apps work in action after you've done the installation and you're really able to play with them. I think that's the most fun part about getting a new device is being able to play with stuff once you've had the initial configuration stuff done, don't you?
1: Yes, and speaking of new devices, one thing that I would highly, highly recommend if you are working with GPS... You want to have some kind of apparatus, if you will, maybe it be a speaker or bone conduction headphones that does not block your ears.
2: And lucky for you, we just might have something to fit the bill, don't we?
1: We do. We have a set of Live with Pro bone conduction headphones that you can use to listen to your music, listen to your GPS call out intersections and stuff like that. You can use it to read your books and you can use it and all that time your ears are free to listen to outside noises.
2: They're light, they're comfortable, they sound great. I was very impressed that I liked them as much as I do because it's usually not my thing and I was very impressed. I'm impressed with how good they sound. I'm impressed with how well they work for being able to hear other things in addition to what you're hearing through the bone conduction headphones. They don't work like a traditional headphone. I just want to mention that to anyone who thinks, hmm, that's an interesting concept. Please, 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 please check out the page on the site if you're interested in finding out more. We'll link in the show notes. We have several available for purchase currently. You're welcome to get them. Chris did a fantastic tutorial to go along with them, so you can really tell what they're like, how they work, and he shows them working in real time with GPS, he shows, listening to music with them, using them with a computer. I mean, there's all sorts of things you can do with these. And we have had raves from customers who have purchased these. People really seem to generally love them. And we're very excited to have them available.
1: When I would use headphones with uh, a wire with my older Sendero GPS units, because that's what we had at the time. It was either a loudspeaker on your shoulder or it was a set of headphones and one thing i would always do is when i would hit the curb pull the earphone out of your ear so that you can hear the cars and i would always use just one ear and i know it's not anything that i would recommend to anybody because you know you want to be as safe as possible and these bone conduction headphones really do fit the bill when i first used them in a serious situation, I went downtown for a a business meeting and I took the subway back from downtown and I hadn't done that in a while. And then I took a bus and once I was on the bus, I used the bone conduction headphones with the GPS and I was completely able to hear everybody around me. Yeah, it's a
2: very, very handy little device, and we're very happy to be offering it to you. So if you're interested, if you're intrigued, go check it out. As with all of our products, we have a sample up of the tutorial as well, so you can try and get an idea in advance as to what you think you'll like about them. They're 95, and you get the tutorial along with them. They also come in a really nice case. You guys know I'm case crazy. so that was important to me to share and make sure you knew too. It's a nice hard shell case so they'll be protected when you're not using them. Absolutely. Well, this has been a fun little trip with our Android exploration and sharing more about what's coming up. We're pleased to have some new goodies to be telling you about today, and we hope you have enjoyed learning more. And as always, thanks so much for listening. We appreciate you, and we will talk to you again on the podcast in August.
1: Thank you, everybody. Bye.
2: Bye.
4: The preceding podcast is a presentation of Mystic Access, where the magic is in learning. If you are blind or visually impaired and desire to discover how our comprehensive products and services may support and empower your assistive technology journey, we welcome your visit at www.mysticaccess.com. Have a question or wish to place an order via phone? Call us at 716-543-3323. If you have something to share about this podcast episode, press 4 to reach our Mystic Access podcast comment line. Email us at info at Connect with us on Twitter at twitter.com slash mysticaccess. And like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash empower. Would you like to spread the word about our podcasts? Your friends and colleagues may listen and subscribe at www.mysticaccesspodcast.com. Our latest five episodes are also available via phone by calling 701-801-8527. If you enjoy our episodes, consider leaving us an iTunes rating and review. Your comments are greatly appreciated. Thanks for spreading the word and thanks for being a listener. We hope you enjoyed this episode.